Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore monsters and supernatural beings from their humble folkloric beginnings to their modern day incarnations. Uh, I am Leonard, and today it's a full house. Uh, uh, Well, I guess pun intended. Uh, (laughs) uh, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello. I'm here, and too. And Cameron. <laughs> Howdy, folks. I'm here, too. Uh, and we are returning to begin our discussion of The Haunting of Bly Manor, a uh, really uh, fantastic piece of <laughs> entertainment on Netflix. Uh, the spiritual follow-up to uh, The Haunting of Hill House, uh, I'm actually rather enjoying the fact that, oh yeah, let's just take all these ghost stories and turn it into The Haunting. It's like uh, a, a slightly less camp American horror story. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, we are going to be talking about the first two episodes. Uh, the first episode, uh, The Great Good Place, and the second episode, The Pupil. Um, guys, before we, mm-hmm. we actually get into it, uh, how, 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 how's everyone feeling about this show? Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I really like the fact, so it's the same um, producer, Mike Flanagan, that who, who, yes. who created um, Haunting of Hill House. For Netflix, and this one's an adaptation of Henry James' uh, Turn of the Screw. Um, it's using primarily the same cast, which is really enjoyable because everyone's turning in, a com- like, their roles are so completely different from uh, what they were doing in the, in the previous series. And yes. I, like, I like that, and I, w- I want to see, like, this go forward with other tales and then just kind of take these casts and just run them through their paces in in different settings it's it's a lot of fun uh, even just yes. in the first two episodes in yeah i'd uh, agree really um i have only watched these first two episodes so far and i had a fantastic time with them uh at the moment i'm liking it more than hill house uh but i guess time will tell uh, Hill House was still very good, but something about this one is catching my imagination a little more, I think. Yes, I I would agree. It's uh, um, it's very it's it, the the first episode, which was actually directed by uh, Mike Flanagan, uh, who uh, directed all of the episodes of Hill House. Um, is is really strong at, at at establishing these these characters um like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I suppose without any further ado or rigmarole, uh <laughs> let's uh get into the great good place. Um which starts in California because of course of course a story <laughs> about a haunted british manor would uh begin in california in 2007 <laughs> um um we are um so are we actually 
it feels like we, I, I've watched this episode three times, and I don't think our 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 narrator uh, is actually named at any point before she starts telling her story. Am am I incorrect? Uh, I don't I, believe no, I so. Right. We're we're yeah. not really introduced to like much of anyone there aside from I I think the the gentleman speaking and then the um the the bride and groom. Yes. Mm. Because uh because our our narrator uh is attending a wedding um uh of of Mark and Lisa. Everybody everybody <laughs> should should know what I'm I'm doing there with that. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> because good old Greg Sestero from Tommy Wiseau's infamous epic The Room is bafflingly cast in this show and I'm all for this stunt casting so um yeah <laughs> so that was a surprise oh and some um some there will be another familiar another familiar uh, face later on that i can't wait for for us to comment on in the future episode <laughs> um but yes uh it is it is a wedding uh is actually i think it's just like the reception it's, it's a rehearsal yeah, there we go. Yeah, the rehearsal di- yeah. dinner. Um and uh <laughs> because it's being held in a uh, in a lodge in the Pacific Northwest, uh that lodge is obviously haunted, <laughs> which sparks our narrator <laughs> to tell uh, uh a ghost story that takes place in England in 1987, um mm. when I was 4. So, yay. <laughs> Um, uh, and we are introduced to our main protagonist, Danny. Yep. Um, who is applying for, uh, an au pair position, uh, in, uh, uh, oh man, I can't, I'm so really, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> uh, Danny, who is, who is Henry Thomas playing <laughs> What's what's his name? Somebody Henry Wingrave. Henry Wingrave. There Wingrave. we go. Yeah, Henry <laughs> Wingrave. Henry Thomas with a fantastically corny British accent that I actually yeah. I adore. I think it's kind of fantastic. Um, uh, and uh, she uh, goes in to interview with uh, interview for the position. Uh, she is told that he, uh, she will be in charge of caring for, uh, Henry's, uh, niece and nephew, Flora and Miles Wingrave at their estate in Bly, uh, the, uh, obviously named Bly Manor, um, and that they're lovely children and that the countryside is beautiful and everything's great and but but henry has has a question why would why would such a young uh uh woman leave america to care for two children who have lost their parents in a terrible accident and uh why throw her life away and uh this this entire sequence 
this conversation between uh, uh, Danny and Henry is really fantastic and kind of just sets Danny's personality right from the start. Uh, she explains that she was a school teacher, that she loves children, and that she, you know, for undisclo now undisclosed re for now <laughs> undisclosed reasons, uh, ha just wants to wants to get away and. Um, uh, she counters his question with one of her own because she mentions at the beginning of the interview that she's been in London for six months and says, yes, it is strange because I saw the ad for the position six months ago and I've seen it <laughs> every month since. So mm. what is the catch? Uh, and I, once again, that is uh, it. It establishes Danny as as a very smart, proactive character right from the jump. Uh, how did you all feel about this character introduction? <laughs> well, it was an incredibly uncomfortable interview to sit in, <laughs> sit in on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just on on both parts, both both these characters. Just they're bringing mm. a lot to the table, um, and they're like not they're they're fractured in, in yes. specific ways and you're just going like this is a train wreck of an interview <laughs> <laughs> um and it's, and it's even better because they they meet again um accidentally at a bar and like kind of conclude things which is where they they do the little mm. wrap-up questions um because originally she she was not hired for the job until she sort of badges him into it um at the bar <laughs> after plying them both with several drinks yes mm, yeah <laughs> um yeah it's really great uh we uh i i failed to mention that we are introduced to um we are introduced right off the bat to a ghost uh oh yeah <laughs> yes uh as uh denny is uh, uh, getting ready to cross the street uh, for her interview. A car passes by, and we catch a, a very uh, unsettling reflection <laughs> in the car car um, uh, window uh, of yes. a figure behind her with what appears to be uh, gigantic white glowing eyes. Um, it's the Mothman. It's a, it's a really it's a really good um unpleasant ghost design like right mm. off the bat in my opinion yeah. it's it's just it's just a shadow man really <laughs> but it's so it's just it's just so quick and the the bright white eyes um is <laughs> is simply unsettling and it's also very clear that Danny sees it so mm. it is it is uh, in, uh, explicitly tied to her, like from the jump. So yeah, yeah. and it, the ghost reminded me of um, Elijah Wood's character in Sin City movie. Yep, yep, <laughs> absolutely. That's that's exactly what I <laughs> like thought. The, the, the big eyes feel like glass, like the sheen off of glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely unnerving. Silhouette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, and, and like, mm. go, go ahead. Yeah, I just say like the the big glowing eyes is important because you never see this in like more than five continuous frames throughout yes. the first two episodes of the show. Like it needs to be instantly recognizable. 
and so hence it's a very clear design yeah and uh, what i was going to say is during the first in or the initial interview um when uh i think yeah it's at that point when, and when he's when Wingrave is asking her like what why she's there um she gives a speech of uh taking care of children she wants to um better the lives of children or make make a difference in them mm. um but she's has you know 20 plus kids that she's teaching and it's it's too much she can't focus um on helping all of them like to the yeah. best of her ability um she, she that's that's why she feels um she's like this is two two kids i can i can do this i can make a difference for the lives of two kids. Yeah. So that that's yeah. her big like point is yes. is mm. is being able to de- de- dedicate herself wholly to the betterment <laughs> of one or yeah. two children. Oh, yes. God, I feel that one. Like Yeah. <laughs> I, I did actual classroom I did actual classroom work for about a year and a half and even that was like only 18 kids and that was more than enough. For anyone's full attention, I'm glad to be working with just one or two at a time these days. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm enjoying the show more. She's more relatable as a main character <laughs> for me because I understand the pain of 15 kids asking you questions at the same time. Wait, Cameron, so you're saying mm. that it was uh, that you didn't relate to um, a mortuary owner in a loveless marriage? Um, more than 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 this i find that hard to believe (laughs) well i'm fortunate enough to be at least in a somewhat loveful relationship (laughs) i have that advantage over the haunting of hill house protagonist Um, yes, uh, over, over their, uh, their happenstance meeting, uh, Danny learns that, uh, there was an unfortunate incident with the last au pair. Um, um, Henry is very, uh, nonplus about it and kind of a dick. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, there was a, uh, a death on the premises as he puts it and uh that it's been tough for the children ever since and Mm. then we are uh introduced to uh the show's best boy owen the chef uh who who is also the occasional driver for mr wingrave um owen's great um i uh, so uh, there's there's this thing about the show where at least so far, all of the characters, except for like the you know explicitly damaged ones, are kind mm. of just really exude good people energy from them. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know the Hill House was about like the the implosion of a family, and this is this is it's a ghost story with at least from from the onset decent people uh being in in embroiled in it uh on the uh trip owen and danny talk a bit owen says that he's from bly he spent some time in uh 
Paris, uh, studying to be a chef, but had to come back home after his mother became ill. Um, he does not much care for Bly. I do <laughs> believe does th- he calls he does call it a black hole, right? Yeah, it's a gravity well. A gravity well, says. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which uh given given the kind given the fact that this is explicitly a ghost story is kind of a fascinating concept of like mm. oh yeah, it's just like yeah, the, this whole place it's all rotten and it's just a big old containment unit. It's a, <laughs> it's an op- it's an open air containment unit, which is exa- which is what I thought the moment that he said that. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of it's a neat little analogy. Um mm. uh before they pull up to the manor proper uh, Danny asked to get out and just walk the rest of the way, um, showing that mm. she has an appreciation for nature and the outdoors. Um, and she encounters uh, our our little miss, little Miss Flora, who uh, is initially singing a song, and when Danny comments on it, <laughs> she <laughs> says, I wasn't singing, which is alarm bell number one, followed by alarm bell number two of, hey, look at this weird creepy doll that I made out of sticks and twigs. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll lead you to the house, but here, I need to just stick it into the ground in front of this very ominous looking lake. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, and then we are introduced to, uh, Miles and Mrs. Gross, uh, who Mrs. are Miss Hannah Gross, um, Mm. who is great, um, uh, and also, once again, the, it's, it, there's always something just, just a little off, uh, Mm. uh, at her introduction, Miles is standing behind her, and Hannah is just staring down a well. Um, yeah, which is <laughs> something uh, unsettling and weird. And uh, I guess it's time to talk about these child actors. Um, they're great. <laughs> is is there is there any to, is there any objection to the fact that these kids? Are 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 fantastic. Oh, only to maybe um, it's like Flora's tone, her like cadence, and her accent. accent don't match with Miles. Like they're, no. they're siblings, so they should kind of sound the same, similar. Uh, yeah, she sounds like she's from a period piece, maybe twenty. 30 years earlier or Victorian like England it's it doesn't match like anyone Mm. else's tone except for maybe her uncle yes yeah yeah it's like upper class but something's I don't think it's the it's not the way she says stuff it's like the words she's picking (laughs) seem like very old-fashioned yeah, I mean, and part of it feels like because she's a young child, she might just be imitating how she heard, like, adults in her life speak. Um, 
but uh, we would have to assume that would have been her parents, and because we haven't seen how they speak, obviously it feels even more off. Yeah. And then you have a brother, Miles, who sounds exactly like a dude I met in 2011 when I went to the <laughs> UK. <laughs> like, I met that boy exactly. Um, <laughs> it just, yeah, it feels jarring. I think Dave and I were having a chat about it before the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. that's, that's, that's actually really interesting because they're the, like, just through her introduction, there is, um, there, uh, it just gave me the impression of like, ah, yes, this is the child touched by the supernatural. She, yeah. she, she's the one that sees the fae folk and, mm. uh, all of that. Like it's at least uh to me uh at least to me it felt clear clear like oh this this is the this is the special one this is the one that that knows like more than she's letting on about which we'll yeah. get to before the end of this episode anyway yeah. uh, um and uh we get this really fantastic kind of uh bright cheery charming montage of flora showing danny uh around uh the <laughs> manor uh with its fant- it's like gorgeous uh foyer um with um <laughs> very obvious look at these characters who will probably become important later on portraits of two women yeah. <laughs> flanking <Yeah>. each staircase <laughs> i'm just like wow i'm like i see you everybody and uh and speaking of paintings i i i, I would be remiss if i i i did not bring up um how really fantastic and evocative the opening credit sequence for the show is um i watch it every single time for every single episode because it's really really strong it's just uh uh a series of portraits of of all of our main characters that slowly desiccate into ghoulish eyeless representations <laughs> of themselves it's a very um strong opening in mm. my opinion um yes and so we get the uh we get the foyer uh <laughs> flora mentions to uh watch the stairs because they're unforgiving and i'm like wow that's foreshadowing can't wait for that to come back <laughs> um uh and everything's um absolutely splendid uh uh and the, except for the classroom which is actually rather Quite boring, boring. <laughs> yes uh, um and uh then there's the uh what is it is it the east wing that that no one's allowed to go <laughs> forbidden <into? laughs> yeah i'm just like oh man that's some that's some good old gothic horror right there there's an yeah there's just an entire section of this house that no one goes into and no one's allowed to go into and don't ask about it forget that it even exists <laughs> Even though you have literally have to walk past it to get anywhere in the this house on the second floor, so mm. the wing is locked. <laughs> Here's the key that you should never touch. It's right here in this drawer yeah. that's easily accessible. That forget about <laughs> it, but just forget about it. Yeah, it, yeah. No, I, here's the key to the, the this room that you can't go into. I'm just going to put it into the lock, and we're just going to assume that no one's ever going to turn it. Good? Good. 
Yeah, it's um, fine. <laughs> um, the entire the entirety of the plot of Haunting of Little Houses. We need to find yeah, the key to the one room. And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, that uh, didn't work uh, out, did it? That did mm, not work out. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> surprise. The, the, the locked room was the friends we made along the way. Mm. <laughs> or it's the stomach of the house. Yep. Either or. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, Hill House was a more adult version of uh, Monster House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh uh Danny is shown her room. Um I forgot to mention that uh she had been staying at what looked to be a hostel like yeah earlier uh before getting the job and uh as an interesting note she has a conversation with an unknown person who seems to imply that Danny's running for some from something and as she mm. packs up uh we are shown that there are two mirrors in the room that she has covered up with sheets um which she pulls off only mm. to be confronted with whatever uh shadowy specter is following her um <laughs> yeah thus establishing that hey danny and mirrors is bad so yeah or any i mean just any um, reflective surface really yeah actually mm. yeah um uh let's see uh everyone uh sits down for lunch tea yeah uh, um, a meal wait no yes i <laughs> forgot i forgot that tea actually is like technically dinner in the UK, yes. In yeah, my... dinner is lunch. Yeah, it's great. I go <laughs> through. I go through this every fortnight with Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting down for dinner after the podcast. Like, what? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's a very uh, it's a just a good getting to know you uh moment. Oh yes. Uh, Miles is also shown to be a weird, creepy um, mm. uh, uh, voyeur. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, which uh, is uh, once again, that's like ding ding on the. <laughs> oh, this is these are the problems uh, tally. Um, mm. um, once again, Owen is great. He's super charming. He's great with the kids. Um, uh, yeah, and, and Hannah is is really lovely. She's just mm. just a very kind, and gentle woman that legitimately seems to love the work that she does, and 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 watching after the 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 children. Which I guess, yeah, she's technically the housekeeper. So, but uh, she really does care for for Miles and Flora. Um, and well, then I mean, they, they've uh, had to oh, because there's been no au pair. It's yes, just yeah. her yeah. taking on that role. Yes. <laughs> um, and there's a there's a there's a little little hint of, of flirtation between Hannah and and Owen, uh, which is, mm. is very charming and and super super nice. Uh, she Danny gets ready to tuck the kids in. Um, 
we i think this is where we're introduced to the weird thing that flora does where she constantly looks over somebody's shoulder as if Mm. she's looking for someone yeah or at someone yeah um which is actually paired really really nicely with uh danny's phobia because there is an uh an exposed mirror in the bathroom so it just kind of looks like flora's looking at um uh, mm. at the mirror that danny keeps looking at um but she does ask danny uh where she got that uh speaking about uh a butterfly hair clip that miles gave her um, yes and uh remarks that miles shouldn't have done that because it doesn't belong to her which once again on the tally <laughs> of creepy kid things in a big empty mansion that is mm. ding 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 um, <laughs> uh and danny apologizes profusely uh and and oh yes that's when flora does her creepy look over your shoulder and then her attitude completely changes and she said yep she's just like yeah no it's fine sure whatever Don't i was care. wrong actually yep. it's fine yep <laughs> she uh, said you can keep it mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly Might she's as... clearly consulting the spirits <laughs> They might they might as well have just had a flying Ouija board behind her. <laughs> <laughs> um uh uh Denny uh uh tells Flora that she can play with her dolls because Flora has a gigantic dollhouse shaped exactly like the mansion, because of course she does, cause that's not creepy. Um <laughs> Well, that's less creepy and, than the dolls inside. Yeah, mm. yeah, right. <laughs> I, uh, I love. I really love like fun bits of of foreshadowing like this because it's just like, and here are your cast of ghosts. Every single, every single doll in this mansion is your <laughs> is your cast of ghosts. Get ready, you'll see them at mm. some point, or maybe you yep. won't because they're probably hidden in frame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of good hidden frame stuff in this show. Yep, just like in uh, Hill House. Um, How many times can you spot the creepy masked figure? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the plague doctor, which stuck out like yep. a sore thumb? That I was just like, man, if you were gonna try to hide a character from me, picking a plague <laughs> doctor was the wrong choice. Yeah, the second I saw that, I was like, ah, I now understand why Leonard liked this show so much. <laughs> Yeah. Um it, it I think it's fun when Danny's so they open the the dollhouse and she's looking at the dolls and she's like, Oh, did you make the you know, where you know, where did you get these? And she's like, Oh, I made them. And mm. she's like, Oh, who is this who's this supposed to be? And who's this? And she's like, They're just dolls, stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, they're is they're not anybody, to... it's just a doll. Yeah. <laughs> is this supposed to be me? No, that's just a dolly. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, hey, if you if you go back and watch uh watch that uh those cuts from room to room in all the doll in in the dollhouse, um, you'll probably notice a, a doll that looks strikingly familiar to somebody who we've been introduced to. So, 
Once again, a bit of foreshadowing. Oh, and then we're introduced to the super fun doll, the one that lives under the dresser. Mmm, the <laughs> Ringu doll. <laughs> um, mm. which Put her back? Yep. I, I don't. I don't know that you could make creepier dolls if you set out to try to make spooky dolls. <laughs> Uh, yes, mm. yes, I, I, and I do. I really appreciate the fact that they they do look like like the kind of dolls that a child would make. Like, which inherently just just given like a a the inability of a child to like render a a humanoid figure or face like appropriately, just by virtue of that, makes them creepy to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just um over the years with my own siblings and nieces and nephews uh when they're drawing like people in the beginning like at i don't know four or five years old Mm -hmm. there's there's always way too many of something like they'll draw a person (laughs) and then it's a hand you you know that it's a hand but there's like 30 fingers on it <laughs> yep <laughs> or there's way too many teeth in that mouth and it's like a round <laughs> mouth with like teeth that go all you know they're they're ringing the mouth <laughs> yes <laughs> facing inward and it just ends up being horrifying <laughs> and you have to kind of smile and no oh, it's so cute and you're like whoa i'm gonna burn this thing <laughs> right we're not putting yeah. that in the fridge like like yeah get that get that dumb annabelle doll out of my face give me give me a an, an actual child made doll and that'll scare me forever not this haunted house nonsense yeah. um you don't need to try hard to not, make it horrifying no um unless you really want to try hard to make it horrifying uh, yeah <laughs> um yes and and uh, Flora is very adamant that Danny put her back, and Danny puts her right back. Uh, yep. And then Flora makes her promise that uh, makes Danny promise that she will not leave her room at, at uh, during the night under any circumstances. <laughs> Once again, how many alarm bells can you get within a twenty-four hour period about <laughs> about these? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's the catch. These kids are weird, though understandably weird, because, like, horrible mm. family loss and trauma, like, yeah. has has just befallen them <laughs> uh, for their young lives. And what, uh, uh, Miles is 10 and Flora is 8, I believe? Mm. Um, Yes. Yeah, because they're two years different, because when they lost their parents, Miles was eight and Flora was six. There we go. Uh, And uh, Danny promises, uh, and she she lies, um, and uh, goes down to make some tea, uh, which she is terrible at, and is, is, will always be funny, um, (laughs) because everybody hates her tea, because it's super (laughs) gross. Um, I mean, God, I cringed making watching her make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was actually waiting. I I needed I needed that perspective of it because, man, even I was just like, listen, I don't know a lot about 
proper English tea, but I know that ain't it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, yes, it should also be mentioned uh, that... Um, uh that that uh mrs gross did not uh take the tea during dinner nor did she eat she wasn't feeling particularly mm. well and retired uh for the evening um uh yeah. Penny goes goes out during the night and uh makes tea um oh there's a really great uh the narrator chimes in uh about uh how uh flora had been right about the house seeming larger at night um mm. and there's a really great line uh uh where she basically the narrator basically says it feels like the house took in a great breath of air and was holding it until morning and um <laughs> they really do a great job of framing that because Denny's bedroom isn't that big, but that shot mm. at night makes it look gigantic. It looks like she's a doll in the dollhouse. Um, yeah. And only to be countered with her looking out the window onto the grounds and like the light falls off like five feet away from the house and it's just black and forest. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's unpleasant. I guess I'd go a little stir crazy if I were in there too uh she goes down gets a biscuit makes some tea which he still thinks is fine and is stalked by a shadowy plague doctor <laughs> menacing um, plague <laughs> um and then the next morning flora's uh flora makes her displeasure known um because she somehow knows that danny was uh out of her room um and I believe we, this is like, we get like a second meal and this is when we're introduced to the, the gardener, the groundskeeper. Mm -hmm. Am I correct on that? Uh, yes, should be. Oh God, I only watched this like five hours ago. <laughs> My brain is just melting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is where we meet Jamie and there's a interesting these first two episodes set up a ton of tiny plot hooks and just general information. Mm -hmm. And the narrator's like, when the gardener walked in, she didn't introduce herself, just acted as if Danny had always been there. And indeed, Danny felt like she'd known her for ages and ages or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And <laughs> that's we not gone weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's relevant mm -hmm. or not. But it's one of those things where I'm like, hmm. But gardener's great. Love her. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> um, and I do really like the idea that because uh, she was so cavalier and 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 barely acknowledged Danny, that everyone just assumed that they had already met. Mm, um, yeah. Um. She. Uh, um. So they have a meal. Uh. And and. Um. Uh, we get to uh, tucking the kids in again, only this time as Danny goes to leave, she, uh, oh, she's, the creepy doll is in the middle of the floor, and she has <laughs> kicked it, uh, yeah. which uh, immediately sends the kids into high alert, uh, and 
uh man this 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 coordinated kid attack is is super creepy and really unpleasant uh because you can you you it's obvious what they're doing uh because miles comes in and uh uh, tells Danny that there's like a heater in in Flora's closet that he must have in order to sleep, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> that's yeesh. Um, and uh, and so uh, Danny goes in, only to turn around to see both of the kids standing at the door, just staring at her. Um, yeah. and and then they lock her in the closet. Um, yeah, and uh we get a um legitimately like awful to watch panic attack like mm. yeah like it because it it starts off as like the obvious irritation and then it turns into a panic attack and then Danny realizes that there's a mirror in the mm. closet as well and it's it's a real it's a real rough sequence uh yeah. to, um legitimately um and and it's made even worse by the like the really bad kid lies like oh i Mm. I, we can't find the key and she's like the key was in the door it's like oh the key's not working i i we we can't turn it and it's just like ooh wow it's it's bad um and uh like what i could only assume hours later because it isn't morning thankfully no um but like a period of time later long enough for danny to have panicked herself to sleep um Mm. she they open the door and apologize uh and uh danny rushes out and into the uh the second floor hall and discovers um some muddy footprints uh, Mm. going up the stairs and uh, into the forbidden wing uh, and coming from outside where the door is just open and Danny falls them out a little bit turns around looks at the house and sees Miles and Flora <laughs> staring at her from a window in yep. the first episode and I'm like well there you go that's that's a that's a pretty strong first episode <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not weird yeah that's not weird or unpleasant or awful. Um, man, this is a really good first episode of anything, in my opinion. I was, uh, uh, quite honestly, uh, blown away by how effective um, it was. How did you, how you, uh, how you, fellas, uh, feel about it? I thought it was a good setup. Uh, like Cameron had said, there's a lot of it's sprinkling a lot of little tidbits around to you mm-hmm. that you, you like. What's like? Uh, there's enough space, and this being the first episode for them to follow up on all of these things, and you're just kind of going, "I hope they do. I hope they don't just like forget about some of them." But uh, <laughs> the attention to detail is not a thing that this. Uh, director um or the first series was lacking in um if anything there's like too much detail where you have to kind of watch these repeatedly to get all the stuff um which which makes it a a more pleasant experience um Mm. because you're 
you can return to this and then find something new. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that it's a really good setup episode. It draws you in. It's got, like they said, lots of little intriguing things that they're setting up with. Uh, but at the same time, it was sufficiently spooky to sell me that this is going to be like a good horror show. Uh, so at this point, I'm just really interested to see how it all pans out. <laughs> so I'd call it a pretty, pretty damn good first episode. Yes, agreed. Um, which brings us to episode two, The Pupil, um, which uh, is basically starts off um, where episode one ended. Um, it's and once again showing the the strength of Danny's character. Uh, she she doesn't believe them when they say that the it didn't work, uh, the key didn't work, or that they didn't find it. But but she forgives them. She uh, mm. forgives them for their their legitimately awful transgression. Um, so <laughs> once again, we're just like establishing like Danny is like this legitimately good person that is trying to do some good in the world, um, and do mm. good by these, these kids. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, we are treated to a flashback, uh, involving <laughs> Miles at like a prep school that he was sent mm. to shortly after his parents uh, died, um, which, you know, is always great for a child psyche. Just send him away. Oh, from yeah. home. Like, ugh. Um, <laughs> uh, and so we get a lot of really, there's a lot of troubling behavior uh, from Miles, which, you know, mm. was alluded to in the previous episode. Um, but the fascinating thing about it is that there seems to be, like, a switch uh, for him. <laughs> like, there, the, he, the, he has two, there are two different, ver appear to be two different versions of Miles operating. Mm. Like, one is very calm and calculating and kind of methodical and like ultimately cruel and the other feels like the 10 year old that you'd expect miles to be and they seemingly fluctuate wildly between like moment to moment and like scene to scene during this this prep school flashback um mm. uh it, anyone have any any thoughts about about that or want to dig deeper into <laughs> into what what the um the the incidents during prep school i i have though i am the host of this episode i have been hogging the conversation and there are <laughs> two of you so uh yeah the the prep school thing it, it sets up miles we're giving as you said like a little bit more insight into his character because he's a little bit more one-dimensional in the first episode Mm -hmm. uh, here yeah. we're we're given yes he is also a child a child that's dealing with grief dealing with a new situation like those are that's a lot of stuff to put on anyone's plate um, yeah. and we have his um quite understanding and uh well-meaning um homeroom 
teacher. Um, yes, yes. And the like, I know that they don't they don't spend a lot of time um, in the boarding school segment because it's it's not as necessary, but it's a boys boarding school and mm. that brings a whole like brings another dimension to like what he's dealing with um right because these yeah it, it feels like the boys in general are are they're kind of cruel just off the cuff like not all of them but there's that sense of it where there's right. like a there's like mm. a pecking order in the classroom yeah um and he has his his one his one good friend um Mm. And they go tree climbing, <laughs> uh -huh. for yeah. like the like the most tense thing that this show has done. Uh, and mm. it's like the tree itself isn't um, it's it's tall, but they do a lot of fun camera work making it look like it's really really high up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so he, he um, ultimately he, he throws himself out of the tree. It's a clear like you didn't slip; you just like let go on purpose. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's like you're. I, I get what you're doing, buddy, but um, you only broke an arm. That's <laughs> the luckiest <laughs> thing you can do when you fall oh, like yeah. face first out of a tree. Uh, yeah. That's, that's not a, a real reliable way to like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm just going to like lightly injure myself. <laughs> that, that could have gone <laughs> all kinds of bad uh, more than it did. Um, and th through that, I mean, we see his friend is just like, uh, no, you, why did you throw yourself out of the tree? He's like calling him out on it. And mm. that I liked that interaction between them, which makes how they fall out harder. Um, yeah yeah this 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 yeah. is a good it's a good he's a good uh kid um and mm. miles we just don't see enough of to like get a real good measure on him mm -hmm. yeah um particularly yeah. because he just switches off to that other miles and it's just like the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's real bad um oh yes also worth noting which is uh when we're introduced to the flashback uh um it's clear that this is this is the school is also like a religious boarding school um because yeah. Yeah. we get a uh we get a big uh talk about legion um mm. yeah oh yeah that's not important <laughs> right no, it's, it's it's it it's not only that but miles brings up the question of um it's not just free will but acceptance uh of what what humans do uh and like culpability mm. like if yeah. something bad happens to you it's because or not bad happens to you but if if you're doing something bad and you've been possessed you have to have let that thing in it just it can't just happen and you can put the blame you can foist the blame off of oh i was possessed um you have agency in that which means that you're ultimately responsible for whatever your actions are regardless right mm. yeah um yeah which is, like which is a said. huge thing for his character yeah mm. <laughs> Cause you, like you said that the, not the, no bit of foreshadowing right there mm. <laughs> what, oh, what 
with that, um, especially seeing as though there seems to be two very explicitly different miles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I I actually really I once again like you know given given the amount of media that all three of us ingest like that is obvious foreshadowing, but mm. it is it is still presented in a way that doesn't like feel like super clunky expositional foreshadowing it it feels natural like yes of course he's at this catholic, all boys catholic boarding school and it's of course it would be like a bible lesson and it just so happens that they're talking about legion right now so yeah I always, uh, I, I do really, I, I love the foreshadowing, but I also really love like logically consistent foreshadowing that doesn't beat you, like super beat you over the head. Like, I'll, I'm sure a lot of people won't say that it's subtle, but it's, it's still like getting the point across. I, um, yeah, I mean, I felt it was a little on the nose given what the show so if this is if this scene if this kind of thing happened in a different type of show then oh, i would yeah. say it was more subtle but yeah knowing yeah. that we're we're in a haunting thing with ghosts you're just like mm, it yeah it, it's still red is fine like when i was watching the scene but if i'm if you if you sit and think about it at all you're going oh <laughs> i mean it doesn't take that <laughs> it, it's it's very um blunt with what it's talking about it's like yes. oh that particular lesson with this particular boy it's it's a very coincidental but like too much so yeah yeah it works i mean it's it's still a good scene and it's necessary without um so couching exposition in like a moral story works better mm -hmm. than if someone was just going oh the children have been possessed by a goat you know it's like you don't need to do that this is a better way to do that Mm. yes yeah agreed um oh and to go back to uh miles friend it actually reminded me a lot of 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 Susie and uh man i'm i can't remember her her buddy's name from suspiria like that legitimate mm. like well like uh where uh, like, like or something yeah, yeah like where i i'm your sister now like hey you can talk to me about whatever man like where yeah. where we're friends we're buddies like there's that legitimate uh concern uh followed by like miles just <laughs> eating the tar yeah i got i got like a really um uh frodo and sam vibe yeah and then, then frodo just goes off <laughs> yeah like, yeah why why you gotta do that to your buddy come on <laughs> um and but he, he was gonna follow that, you anywhere <laughs> <laughs> there were going to be tatoes um <laughs> um and but that's still not enough like no even even that that's not enough uh to get miles sent home and hey we've been getting shots of uh of a really pretty dove that that his homeroom teacher keeps in in the classroom um this entire time and um uh as as a a non-religious uh person i have no idea what uh he was doing 
in the chapel. Uh, <laughs> it just looked like he was cleaning up, but it might be something religious. So I hope I'm not offending anyone. Um, yeah. Um, it's, only... like the, it's like a post mass, just hanging up the stall, cleaning up the cups and stuff. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because yeah, that's clean up. <laughs> okay. Good. Because that's what I read like. But I was just like, I don't know if this is actually like something like you know <laughs> tied into mm. into the theology. So I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone. Um, and we get a great like, oh hey, here's a creepy out of focus kid running in the background. Um, yeah. Only for for his teacher to find. Um, his dove like basically crucified on 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 the altar on the on the pulpit mm. um oh, and that's yeah. that's the hey surprise that's the uh that's the straw that breaks the camel's back um uh they everyone agrees to send miles home but even the te- that like the teachers just aware he's like the I know you don't want to talk about it or tell me what's going on, but I know something's going on. I know that mm. you've been trying to get uh, kicked out. Uh, and uh, that is revealed. Uh, the reason for that is revealed at the very end where Miles, uh, wait, is it, it's his friend, right? His yeah, friend sees the- it because uh, so in, in the very first classroom lesson um the the teacher had given he said we don't normally get um like you guys the boys get letters but not like on the first day of school usually and it's it's a letter from flora to um miles Hmm. and and that letter is uh what uh miles friend finds and i believe it is a Hey, going back to uh, uh, kid pictures are creepy. It is a <laughs> it is a picture of a very sad Flora, the um, obvious uh, horrible Ringu ghost, and a crayon a crayon scribbled that just says "Come home now." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. man, yep. So, so uh, other things that yes. Mile he's and he's said this twice maybe um but he says it directly to his uh teacher um it's when they're having the discussion of whether or not to expel him and he says Mm. uh he's like i you know i wish i could have done worse um sooner Mm. like to be able to be sent home sooner basically but uh Mm, he says i was looking it's like i just had to find your key like everyone has Mm. one and i found it yeah and that's come up several times and i feel that that it's important <laughs> yes you, mm-hmm. you don't foot stamp yeah. something like that repeatedly uh, and it's not a big deal yeah pretty much <laughs> um flashback to the present and um mm-hmm. um miles uh takes uh the super creepy doll that lives under the, uh, i love it i love the doll that lives under the dresser that sounds like that's literally just sounds like the title of a horror movie um mm. and, and throws it down the rubbish uh bin uh which leads into the basement because of course there's a basement uh so danny uh takes the mop that mrs gross was using to uh uh, clean up the muddy footprints, which I love that our narrator 
uh, comments that yes, Mrs. Gross, Miss Gross is uh, very uh, familiar with cleaning up muddy footprints uh, <laughs> on a regular basis, which is yeah. like, wow, that's really, and you don't question. Okay, sure, whatever. That's <laughs> super weird. Uh, and so Danny makes Miles do it, um, and then uh, goes down to the basement to uh, fetch the doll. And yes, the basement is a horrible, creepy horror movie basement with a yep. giant pile of dolls yep. <laughs> piled up in one corner, uh, yep. which which would be creepy if not for the fact that the the tiny little uh, flora uh, cab uh, cupboard dresser doll is just in the middle of the floor standing up waiting mm. to be picked returned to its proper place and i'm like Ugh. yep um mm. but we uh we we get that scene uh danny <laughs> takes the doll leaves the leaves the uh basement only to have one of the dolls uh turn its head in her direction which you know mm. Yeah, so the the best part of that scene, well, for one, she's she says she's gonna go down with Flora. She's like, well, we'll both go down and get mm. the thing. And then Flora's like, yeah, I'm not going in that basement. Yeah. <laughs> she's yes. like, I, she's like, it's too spooky. I'm just gonna sit here and have some <laughs> biscuits and tea. It's uh, absolutely yeah. dreadful. Yeah. Yep. And so when Danny does the the thing that you should do in horror <laughs> movies and they usually do not do, um, is the quick scuttle down the stairs grab the light grab the thing and then yes. get out of there so yeah she does it and it's perfect <laughs> yeah um, yes because it's it, it exactly is spooky and that's how <laughs> you do things when it's a little bit unnerving no one mm -hmm. goes exploring no one goes oh look there's a pile of spooky dolls. she doesn't even see the dolls she sees the <laughs> yeah. one she, she beelines to the doll gets it and gets out of there and it's like thank you for doing that correctly <laughs> <laughs> and now you missed the other thing that was probably important to see but you didn't and that's fine <laughs> yeah um uh and uh so um uh she then uh puts the she then puts the uh uh kids to work in the garden yep hard um, labor and discipline what they need that's right. You don't need to send them away to a, a private school. You, that's why you, listen, in the old days, that's why you had children, to create a workforce <laughs> for yourself to to maintain your property. That's true. <laughs> um, uh. And uh, Jamie and Miss Gross have a lovely conversation. Uh, Jamie's really impressed that Danny's uh, managed to whip the kids into shape. Oh, mm -hmm. um, uh, but Miss Gross asks Jamie to take a look at a crack that she had noticed just above the stove uh, yep. mm. in the kitchen. Um, mm. a, a, a An odd and very distinct uh, crack. Uh, yep. Uh, only for Jamie to later go in and examine, uh, look for it, only to find that there is, in fact, no crack. Yep. 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 This entire um, show is setting off every red flag in my body. <laughs> <laughs> uh cut to um uh Danny going back to her bedroom to find Flora 
trying to help and put uh, uh, her things away, get her settled. Uh, and she pulls out a uh, a, a pair of a broken pair of glasses, um, mm -hmm. and uh, has put them on. And oh wow, would you look at that? It's almost as if those glasses are exactly the same size and shape as the big white glowing eyes of whatever thing has been following Danny around. Um, mm -hmm. So. We established we I like that they don't make us wonder about that. Like they 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 drop a hint, enough of a, a new piece of breadcrumb just to make it uh super um obvious that something there is just something that Danny is is not super happy about. Um because yeah. it causes because it causes her to have another panic attack. Um mm. Uh, and it's it's and, a nice uh, mirror to um when Danny <laughs> had the brooch or the the hairpin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um and and she she uh, uh she puts them takes them from Flora, puts it on her dresser. There's just and it, it it's it's really great because they're 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 whole but there's just one lens that has a hairline crack and I, if you mm. if you go back and look at all those uh ghost sightings from previous <laughs> episodes hey guess what there's a really subtle hairline crack in that same lens <laughs> um and yeah so Jamie literally runs out of the house uh around the corner and has a once again super unpleasant to watch uh panic attack um Mm. Like yeah. if you if you want to go no. to Bly Manor, you have to bring with you a cursed object. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only way in. That's why. That's <laughs> why the whole place is a gravity well. It's just it's it's just Friday the Thirteenth. It's drawing in. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, all the haunted antiquities. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, and and Jamie uh, Jamie finds her and they have a really nice talk uh, and and uh, calms her down. Um, it's a really uh, very sweet moment. Um, mm. And then Miles gets creepy again. <laughs> yep. Um, but once again, uh, as we've established via the flashback, that uh, hey, once again. Uh, there are uh, there are clearly two miles uh, running the show, uh, and mm. this is the this is the the miles that wants to figure out what your key is. Um, uh, so <laughs> um, they uh, um, uh, what I think like we cut tonight, and Danny's uh, Danny's like, hey, because you are all so good. Uh, today. We're gonna play a horrifying game. Mm. Yeah, let's play mm -hmm. some nighttime hide and seek in this Ugh. gothic Victorian manner. <laughs> why does that? Yeah. That just doesn't sound like a good I... nighttime game. I don't. No, Any why? I mean, why? hey, no, I, I, I gotta interject here. Hide and seek is a good nighttime game. I know this for a fact because I won nighttime hide and seek as a kid. Oh yeah, no, as a <laughs> kid, it's all... fun. But yeah, as a suggested, that's um, I don't know. Yeah. 
No, I, look, I was on camp and I buried myself in a sand dune and no one found me. And also no one found me to tell me hide and seek was over and that dessert was being served. <laughs> yes. And legend is he's, he's, you're still there to this day. Oh, yeah. No, I, I record from my beachside hovel. <laughs> Locked in the sand. Yeah. No, it, it's one of those things like the kids don't see anything wrong with, obviously, because it's their house and they're used to it. Hide and seek's fun, and then I don't know why Danny agrees to it. <laughs> uh, she's the one that suggested. Oh, oh no, 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 no! She just says do. you guys can pick a game, game and Miles yeah. is like, Laura "How about play. hide and seek?" Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Also, uh, because this is actually going to be a p- important for the end of this episode, <laughs> uh, we should really rewind a bit and talk about the man on the parapet. <laughs> Ah, that, yes. That Danny spots. That creepy man that Danny saw. Yes. Hanging out on a parapet. Yep. Uh, that does not react to her, that just stares her down and doesn't react mm-hmm. to her when she attempts to wave. And then uh, she looks away and... Yep. Um, so, yep. There's, there's some of that <laughs> hanging mm-hmm. around this place because, of course, there is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flora decides to hide in the attic, uh, in the attic, uh, which is great. I think that's really hilarious that she's like, yeah, I don't want to go down into that gross, spooky basement, but I'll hide up in this gross, spooky attic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Danny uh, uh, explores around, uh, goes into the Forbidden Wing, um, and yeah. discovers a music box, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a music box falls off a shelf and starts playing uh, the Willow Whaley song. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is the song that uh, Flora was singing when Danny first met her, that she didn't mm-hmm. recall singing. Um, and inside of the music box, she finds uh, some photos. Uh, uh, one of the man from the parapet and uh, of of the children's former au pair who's once again mm. name i i rebecca there we go yes um uh, meanwhile in the attic um <laughs> flora can apparently hear the music box and is singing <laughs> again uh, along with oh a horrible faceless uh red-dressed ghost who she quickly shushes oh my god yeah that was the because like it's it's in out of focus behind her, and mm. it's like quietly, readily humming along, and it's getting a little closer and a little louder, and it gets so loud that Flora stops and she just just turns, and part of me's like, oh, is she gonna scream? And then she just, Shh. I'm like, ah, oh, right, of course, the child is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, oh, yeah. and 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 also my favorite my favorite part about it is that I love that the apparition doesn't even just disappear or anything. It literally just lies back down. Yeah. It's like it's it, it, I, there's there's something very Beetlejuice it's about sad. that. It's moment. like okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is it is it is like one of the one of the clerical workers uh for the department of the recently deceased from Beetlejuice. It's like uh it's a living. Well, I guess not <laughs> technically. Um 
Uh, Miles jumps Danny because Miles is creepy Miles right now. Uh, and uh, and tells basically just tells her that now you're the one that's being hunted. And I'm like, ugh, ugh, don't don't mm. like this at all. Um Yep. And uh then we get a a spooky sequence of Danny looking for Miles uh throughout this this creepy house uh until she sees uh the uh, man from the parapet from the photo in the window outside through the window outside and um like races out of the house and starts screaming into the night at him um which is um uh, appropriate and you know <laughs> pretty pretty okay only for her to uh look back in through the window and see a um very sick looking <laughs> miles um looking at her uh and when she returns he uh quickly passes out uh but before he does he looks at the window and uh, once again the man from the parapet is staring uh in from outside and mm. that is the end of our second episode. Yep. Yeah, man. It's a feel-good show on all accounts, <laughs> right, guys? Yep. Totally yep. not. No creepy at all. Scares and creeps. Um, <laughs> once again, I... So, I... I'm I'm in one of the things that I really like about Bly Manor is is um the the variation of hauntings. We've got the man from the parapet who by all accounts just looks like a normal dude, normal skeezy creepy dude, but is obviously a ghost we've got um whatever is tied to the doll that lives under the dresser um we've got mm. um possible possession uh because yep. of the entire mile situation we've got whatever ghost whatever entity is following danny so like she's literally bringing possibly bringing a ghost with her onto this property mm. Um, like there's just uh, we got haunted, yeah. It's just like yeah, just throw them all in. We've got we've got space for all the all kinds of hauntings here um, yeah. at Bly Matter. It's a very logistic. <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, and then we have the them. It's sort of the meta narrative of what's going on at the the wedding rehearsal yes. with some haunting mm-hmm. there. Um, yep. There's yep. there's a lot going on here. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's all being. Uh, I, I I will admit I am uh, a little farther ahead than the two of you. I have made it up to uh, episode six, um, and uh, yeah, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, my time with this show. Um, it is it's real mm. good, and it's I think it's very very strong. Um, which is why I was actually kind of surprised to, uh, at least on my Twitter feed, to hear a lot of people uh, uh, who seemed to think that it was 
boring or dull? I don't know if any um, of you encountered uh, that. Like, I, upon yeah, release. I saw, I saw like somewhat negative um, remarks about it, and I think that that some of that has to do with expectation from the first series. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also, yeah. this is a there's a, a tonal shift in this, um, and I think people forget that even in the first series it was going fairly slow. It's not like yeah. a roller coaster yeah. ride. Um, yeah, this is paced about the same way, uh, but what it's doing is it's uh, it's very British. Yes. So that <laughs> might be turning people off because this feels like watching a longer version of like The Woman in Black or mm-hmm. or older Hammer Horror stuff. It's it's like it's a very specific style. Um mm-hmm. and again a lot of that is down to the source material. Uh right. the, the the turn of the screw which we will also um tangentially cover. Um, I will be talking about that uh, on next episode when we take a look at three and four. Yeah. Yes, which will be episode three, uh, The Two Faces, part one, and uh, episode four, The Way It Came. Mm. Um, But yeah, no, I'm super happy with it. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, um, some of my favorite, uh, ghost, uh, ghost related media are, have to be, are also mysteries, uh, and, and there's a lot of mysterious goings on, uh, that I have found very intriguing and, and love chewing on trying to piece mm. all of it together which is once again why i really love like the the wide variety of like ghost activity in this show because you know um like the haunting of hill house like it was specifically like this house like just kind of traps people here um and like in there it like traps like the worst version of of a person in, in it but there's it there's like it feels like this blind manor can could could do anything and become anything at like any point and i, mm. I i'm really uh in, intrigued by the mechanics of, of it all and i hope that they don't give too much away just enough just enough to satisfy the mystery but i <laughs> i'm giving it a big thumbs up um uh any uh closing thoughts from you gents no i think we've covered uh what was going on in these first two episodes really well um and i will again take a crack at uh, three and four and then a little bit of comparison (laughs) to what's going on in the book yeah yeah really looking forward to jumping into the next episodes and seeing where this uh choose your own ghost adventure (laughs) (laughs) yeah right Oh man, oh man! What if season three is about like really awful like like ghost hunting shows? Oh, what God. if they what they pair what they pair a, a classic bit of ghost of ghost literature with with crummy oh. ghost hunting shows and oh, somehow be... it work? <laughs> I mean, just do it like the uh, like the hype up for Resident Evil Seven, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I I'd watch a I'd watch a haunting series based on that. <laughs> yeah, or even All something right. like Ghost Watch would be would work too. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um well, that's going to do it for this episode of Monster Dear Monster. As always, thank you for joining us and for a bit of admin before we leave. Dave, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. You can also find the back episodes um, of the podcast uh, on monsterdeer.monster. Cameron, how about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K, uh, where I tweet about the weakness of the flesh and uh, about the Valley of Defilement, because fuck, <laughs> I forgot how much I hate that goddamn poison swamp. Every time. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you can find me, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is dead. You can also find my video essay work on YouTube by searching Dr. Faust is dead. And that, I believe, is going to do it for this episode. Once again, thank you, as always, for joining us here at Monster Dear Monster. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>